Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Seek Sustainable Japan. And today we are talking with the Dr. Doolittle of Japan, Mina Martinez. Uh, thanks so much for joining, Mina. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited about today. Sorry, this parrot's biting my knee. <laughs> Yeah, I should. We should tell the audience that this is likely to be one of the more wild, in many sense of the word, talks that we've done on this series. How I would um, say chaotic. Yeah. How did you get started with this deep love of animals? Do you remember when it started? I've always loved animals. When I was a kid, I would be in a park and I'd somehow find an injured bird or. An injured rodent to take home, and we, my mum and me, and my mum's boyfriend at the time, we'd figure out how to rehabilitate it and and set it back into the wild, and that's what we did.、Um, so it started from a very young age, I think. Yeah.、Uh, can you introduce some of your co-hosts? Looks like you have some co-hosts there. Leila. Oh. <laughs> oh this is Leila.、Um, Layla's a few years old. Not sure how many years old.、Um, she came to me last year. She's a bit of a wild child.、Um, this one here is Emma. If you can see, she's still a baby, but she has a disabled disability. She's got one leg that sticks out to the side, so she can't use this leg here.、Um, but. She can fly. She's a happy bird, and she's going to live a normal life. I think there's a tag or something in the back that Layla's fixated on right now. So overall, you've got over a hundred animals there, right? Oh, sorry, <laughs> Emma, stay off my phone.、Um, so I usually have between eighty and the most I've had is a hundred and twenty-three at a time, and.、Um, Now I think I'm in the eighties. Yeah. So, not over a hundred right now. Yeah.、Uh, Carolina has joined from YouTube. Nice to see you, Carolina. She says,、uh, "Glad to be able to see you live." Is this Carolina Martin? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Wonderful to have you here. She <laughs> wanted so, to、um, join this live. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about how you got Animos started. You were telling me before we went live this morning. Yeah.、Um, well, I well I was working in a dog fighting rescue facility, rehabilitating fighting dogs to go into normal homes.、Um, of course, a lot of them aren't able to make that transition, so a lot of them end up staying at the shelter. But it was a no kill shelter, and.、Um, Because I had these qualifications of like difficult dogs, I got in touch with a bunch of other different organisations. These are usually run by older housewives. Ow, older housewives and、um, stuff like that. So they're used to handling small dogs and cats. So when they got a large dog or an aggressive animal or an exotic animal, they would ask me to take care of it, and I, I ended up. With thirty, I think it was thirty-two animals in a house in Tokyo, which wasn't ideal because I had like a pig and I had pit bulls. I had four pit bulls at the time, so I decided to move with my mum to Chiba to this place here, and 
I was looking after the animals one day and I had I had lunch with my mum and we were sitting in the kitchen and we we were like we we should we should give this a name it should be a sanctuary and in in about five minutes we came up with the name and we chose a little logo I designed a little logo on a free app and I posted it to Facebook and then we just started getting a whole bunch more animals that's amazing and a lot of your animals don't need attention. Like it looks like the birds love to have you around, the cats and dogs definitely, but some of the animals you just need to keep fed and in clean conditions. Is that right? Yes, I have um, owls. I have three owls at the moment. I did have five. Um, one had a, the most of them that came here. There's a lot of them from the pandemic, um, a lot of, Owl cafes, pet cafes, and pet shops closed. So I've got some owls that have been in pet cafes for years and years, tethered to the same little beam. And um, I keep two barn owls in the shower. I've run out of rooms at the moment. So I keep two barn owls in the shower. I shower with them. Um, but it's also easy to clean the poop. Um, and, um, oh, what was I talking about? What was the question? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, which animal, like how many of the animals you need to give attention oh. or cuddles to and how many you just need to keep clean and fed? So owls aren't social animals. They don't appreciate being touched and handled, which is also really bad for them to be in a pet uh, pet cafe because they get handled all day. Um, snakes also, I've got. I can't remember how many snakes. Um, I just rehomed a, a few snakes, so I can't. I haven't kept count. <laughs> um, yeah. So they don't need to be handled every day. Um, I just check that they haven't um, pooped in their enclosures, and if I find poop, then I take the poop out once a day. But they poop about once a week, maybe, and they eat once every 10 to 14 days. So I just make sure that their bath water's clean and their enclosure's clean and that's it. If I want to handle a snake, then I can, but I usually just leave them alone. Wow. And uh, you said you might have a delivery while we're talking today, live tarantulas. So yeah. you also taken insects as well? I've taken pretty much anything. Um, actually, uh, some frogs went out and they found a home, but one got returned yesterday. Why would they return it? I guess it just, it wasn't what they wanted or um, <clears throat> it wasn't eating. I don't, I don't know why you would want a frog and then return a frog. I, there's there's wow. just there's many different kinds out there. Now, Mina, I am I am just managing four cats, which we rescued, and I feed their moms, which I got fixed outside every day. That's only six, but it seems to be a full-time job. Now, I can't even imagine how you keep all the different foods that each animal needs, how you keep the ones that don't get along separated, how you get out and exercise some, you give attention to all of them. Tell us a little bit about your schedule. It's a bit insane, isn't it? Well, um, okay, this is 
this kind of goes into the question. So when I moved in here, we, I didn't have a light in my room. I do have a light now. Um, I didn't have a light in my room. So when it got dark, I went to sleep. And uh, in winter, that's like 4.30. And I became like one with the sun. So when the sun goes down, I go to sleep. And that means I wake up around 1 o'clock. And around 1 o'clock... I wake up, I have coffee, I relax a little bit, and then I take the dogs for a walk. They run in the fields for about two hours. Um, I have permission from the people that own the rice fields to let them um, off-leaf. So that the ones that need a lot of exercise, they can run as much as they like. Um, Ella, my pit bull, who's sitting next to me right now. Oh, sorry, Ella, do you want yeah, you want to come and say hello? Um, she is... She is a senior dog. It's <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Sorry, Billy. <laughs> um, she's a senior dog, and after about 10 minutes, she needs to lay down so she can lay down. So two hours of that, and then I come home. I get all the foods ready for the morning um, for all the different types of animals by the time the birds wake up. And then from then on, it's just keeping water bowls filled, cleaning up, when I see pee or poop and um, and yeah, like keeping everyone fed, watered and clean all day until sundown. Wow. And it costs a lot to keep all the animals fed and cleaned, right? Um, how, let's talk about funding a little bit. You've been working on donations through Patreon, is that right? Uh, Patreon is my main source of income at the moment, yes. Um, it's How much does it cost to keep it running every month? Oh, oh, it covers at the moment rent and um, the animals' food and supplies monthly. Um, as for the rest, it doesn't cover utilities or food for me, but I don't cost a lot of money. I have figured out a way to live on about 100 yen a day, a budget for myself. Oh my Food and drink and also um, daily supplies like toilet paper, toothpaste and stuff like that. It all is under 100 yen a day for myself. Oh, that's incredible. Um, so relying pretty much entirely on uh, donations, and uh, you were covered by NHK. It was so nice to see you on NHK World. Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's only available by audio now. And it, the one that I could access says it's only part two. I tried to access part one. I didn't get it. Um, but, yeah, it was nice to see you on there. Thank you. I have, I have to check that out. I didn't see it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll put the link below. Uh, if anybody checks out NHK World Japan, uh, you can listen to the audio from the interview. Uh, I also, on your information on your Facebook page, I saw the FAC uh, page about adoptions, volunteering, family visits, and donations. Uh, if you could tell uh, people a little bit about, like, if they wanted to adopt one of the pets or if they wanted to volunteer, it's a bit difficult, right? It is difficult. I do have high standards of where these animals like to go. As you can see, like, I don't keep them in cages. I don't 
Um, a lot of people, when they want an animal, I do have a lot of high-maintenance animals, so they uh, they would want to cage cage them and keep them in a cage all day. And I don't want them for these animals. So if someone lives at home, works at home, of course they live at home. If someone works from home, can you stop biting my ear? <laughs> um, and has the time and the resources to care properly for the animals, especially if they're high maintenance, then yes, um, you can adopt from me. And I would be happy if you could give them a better home that, than I can provide right now. I would be really happy and relieved to adopt out. But the standards are high. Um, for visiting and stuff, someone did something. Um, for visiting, it's it's on my schedule and it depends on how I'm feeling at the time. I do appreciate um, on-site help, but a lot of the times, because it's so complicated, if someone comes here, I spend the day explaining um, how to interact with this animal, how to clean this and how to feed this. And then the day is over and it's just been a day of me explaining what to do and not really getting any help. So if you want to volunteer, I'm looking for people that can come um, many times so that I can just give them a list of things to do that day and say, okay, here you go, go ahead. And um, like that. Yeah. Uh, I think this ties, this ties in well to your future vision. Um, Sorry, the, the, um T-Rex roared in my ear right now. What did you say? Uh, it kind of plays into your future vision of having the hotel, having staff, and then having time to train other trainers as yes. well to get income. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, well, my so you're asking what my future goals are. Yeah. I really, really want to take over an old hotel and rig each room to fit each species. Because at the moment, I've got different species in the same room, and it's not ideal, to be honest. Um, so if I could have one room for chinchillas, one room for owls, maybe not all owls because owls are solitary animals, but like um, just a couple of animals in each room. And also I would like to make that an education center. Layla, you are relentless today. Um, to make that an education center for young kids so schools can come and visit. Um, and one of the things that I, sorry, she really wants to eat my ear. I'm going to take my hair down for this. So um, uh, I want to install one-way mirrors, one-way glass in the doors so that we can see and observe and learn about each animal species without interrupting them. There's going to be no fancy shows, no no tricks that they do, and no pleasing people. It's just um, strictly for educational purposes. My <laughs> hair is crazy. Sorry. That's okay. And, uh, I think Layla is a bit of a diva. She wants to tell you something to say. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's just recently started to talk and ow, and bite a lot. And she tells me, good girl, sometimes. <laughs> and, and she also says her name, Layla but she's not having it today. Um, also, because it's a hotel, I'll have spare rooms. My bugs might be here. Yeah, um, let's go see. 
and uh, you can give us a tour of the the area as well. Yes. Okay. Uh, we have um, a question from Carolina asking which animals are the hardest and easiest to take care of. Good question. Um, there's no such thing as hard and easy animals to take care of because you can put as much or as little effort in. So it all depends. Um, there are needy animals and not needy animals, the ones that need your attention. But this, <laughs> I don't know they must. And that's Neil, by the way. Oh, he's gone. He's, he's long gone. So here's a box of, um, I think there's arachnids in here that we'll figure out later. Um, yeah, you can, you can have like a very, very simple animal, but go all out on it. So it's a matter of how needy that animal is. And within different species, uh, within the same species, there's one animal can be super needy and another animal can be very independent. So um, it's a very good question, but a hard question to answer. Yeah, definitely. Are you in a pigeon coop right now? I am in, in one of the outdoor aviaries. So there's some racing pigeons behind me. There's also some lorikeets. Um, that's blueberry. That's mango. And Mali. Mali or Harley? I can't remember which one. Someone named it and I couldn't remember if it was Mali or Harley. How do you remember all the animal names? That's amazing. They all need um, names. They all need names um, because of vet. Like when we go to visit the vets, they all need names unless they get numbers for their um, hospital records. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Carolina says, so it's like people with different personalities understood. Very interesting. That's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not a very people-friendly person. Uh, so I'm one of those ones that I was talking about. <laughs> Um, so that's another cost, right, is taking the animals to the vet. Do you have a vet that you collaborate with? How do you manage taking the animals from the doctor? I have animal exotic vets. I've got cat and dog vets. I've got um, different vets that I go to with different animals. I also have a farm vet that comes here, an emergency vet. Uh, so... For example, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Layla cut her, her finger and I couldn't stop the bleeding um, using cornstarch and using all the stuff that I, I learned um, in pet first aid. So I had to have uh, my emergency vet come and, and fix her up in the bathroom. Um, she's, I've got a farm vet that's that comes here to like castrate the gull and give him shots and he can do all the rabies and um, and the other vaccinations for the dogs and cats. Um, so there's all, a, a ton of different vets. Some I'd like um, vets to come to the house rather than me going because it's less stress on the animals and also sometimes I can't find a ride and I don't have a car and it's quite far. And if it's something like a pit bull and they're sick, I can't carry this big animal to the vet. Wow. 
Well, I I also saw your information on Is It Vegan Japan. Um, they list you as one of the few animal sanctuaries in Japan. And there's also another one in Okayama um, that takes care of all sorts of animals. There's Momo Garden, uh, which takes care of a lot of animals after Fukushima. There's Open Sesame in Kumamoto, which looks like they take care of goats as well. Oh, wow. Um, I also interviewed uh, Susan Mercer in the talk show. She's in Tokushima. Yeah. She takes in uh, dogs and cats and trains them and gets them spayed and neutered. And then I got to talk to people who volunteer trap, spayed, and neuter in Tokyo. So there are a few people besides you doing the rescue and sanctuary, but not on the level that you're doing. It's really amazing, Mina. Thank you. Um, yeah, I... There are many dog and cat rescues. My 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 initial idea was to because I was a dog person since I was a kid. I always wanted a dog. I would love dogs, um, and I wanted a dog dog shelter where I would fund it by becoming a dog trainer and then teaching other people how to become dog trainers. So I have a dog training academy within the. Um, shelter so the dogs that I rescue would get training like proper training and be well mannered before they find a good home and then ow <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's not a baby crying by the way that's that's Hades the goat um and uh the tuition fee from the dog trainer dog trainers would fund the shelter that was my idea anyway but it turned into this. Yeah. Uh, we have a good question from Space Guns on YouTube. Uh, which animal has made the most progress in health or socialization since they've been with you? I think on the NHK World Program, you um, also talked about a really malnutrition dog that you took in and really amazing recovery, right? Yeah, he was a mess when I met him. He was extremely um, vicious, vicious, aggressive. The the lady who had him, that, that was fostering him at the time, she couldn't do anything with him. He was just tied up in her her outhouse in the in the like where the outhouses are, and um, he was barking the whole time anything that he went near he broke he had broken all the walls that were near him he was he was really mm, he was a tough case but he did love to cuddle he loved to cuddle so much and that's all he really needed it turned out that he needed a lot of love and a lot of fatty foods um, and carbohydrates. A lot of people think that protein dogs need high protein diets, but they don't. They need more carbohydrates because a high protein diet will cause um, the dog to have behavioral issues, um, can turn aggressive and stuff. So I changed his diet and I gave him a whole bunch of love, and he's now in a really happy home. That's wonderful. Any other examples? 
There are so many. There so are so many. many. Yeah. Um, where is Melody right now? Hold on. Let me try and get Layla off. <laughs> My hair. <laughs> Come on. Can you fly over there? Thank you. So behind me is <clears throat> Melody. Um, she is going through a transition at the moment, and when she came, she had no feathers from just just face feathers. Everything else on her body, she had completely plucked, and you could see all her pink. Ow! You could see all her pink skin. Um, she can't fly still because she's plucked all her flight feathers, but they're growing back. Um. She needs a lot of sunlight. She was in a cage in a back room of a pet shop for a few years and she couldn't move, she couldn't socialize, she couldn't exercise. Um, she was she was bored, she was on a bad diet. So we've changed up everything and I take her out in a stroller every sunny day and ow, she bit my neck. Um, ow, she bit my neck again. Ow! <laughs> Got to stop that, Layla. Come on. Okay. So I changed up everything, and we go out in a stroller every day to get sunlight, if it's sunny and warm enough. But if it's not warm enough, we can't go out because she has no feathers to keep her body warm. Uh, I've seen uh, your YouTube channel as well. You've got some great videos. And the one that I really love um, is your neighbor's. Uh, encouraging people to support you. So have the neighbors been pretty understanding there? Um, there's only one person that likes to complain. Something, Something's wrong with my fence or the, lorik, lorik, the parrots wake her up at dawn, but the parrots don't really, they're not loud in the mornings. Um, she complains every chance she gets. Um, but that's one person. The rest of my neighbors are farmers and they throw in vegetables, just they throw the vegetables over the fence, the ones that they can't sell. So there's like sweet potatoes and carrots, one day broccoli everywhere. And I eat, I eat it too because it's good stuff. It's fresh from the farm. Um, and I eat it, and the animals get to eat it, and we all get fresh food for free. That's great. That's so nice. That's so wonderful. Uh, Mina, can you give us a walk around to see some of the other animals? Yes, that would be nice for me too, because these um, birds are screaming in my ear. <laughs> Let's go see some of the other animals. I saw mm -hmm. before we started. I saw your gorgeous little goat. And uh, you've got dogs, and uh, I want to see the pig. Do you still have the pig? I do still have the pig. He is in a pen at the moment. Um, we have a rotation because Roxy doesn't get along with the pig. So if Roxy's out, then the pig has to go in his pen. Ella doesn't get along with Roxy, so if Roxy's out, Ella's in. But Ella is good with Kevin, so Ella and Kevin can run free at the same time. And all day it's just, like, switching animals in and out. So. I love your big, crazy animal family. You know all their names. <laughs> you know all their characteristics. It's fantastic. 
I didn't realize that I was doing that right now. Just naming all the animals like everyone's supposed to know which who is who. Okay. We are in the kitchen now, which I just immaculately cleaned the floor and there's poop all over it. So let me just do a quick sweep. And um, so I'm going to... Which animals are the messiest? The birds? The birds and... Um... <laughs> this is Hades. Hi, I usually like to sit down and see how long it takes for all the animals to mount, mount me. It doesn't so take long. The cats are very affectionate. Now, your cats are really oh, special. They are extremely affectionate. They, they have cat leukemia. Is that right? Yes. All of these cats have leukemia. This guy is the biggest cuddle bug. Um, oh, my God. Um <laughs> He got scared. Hades likes to be on my back all the time, so um, it it's um, oh, like that, just like that. Like boats, <laughs> glove climbing, even hills or people, doesn't matter, right? Yeah, <laughs> I've been. I I work out in the kitchen every morning, and I try to do some push ups, some sit ups, and um and squats and stuff. I'm actually doing a live on my own Facebook page on Sunday, and I'm going to show my morning workouts, what I do. And it's basically this, but with me doing push-ups. Because you, um, you do uh, training. That's one of your income streams, right? Yeah. Uh, you get people to hire you to do a training session. It looks like you are a taskmaster. Get people in shape. That's amazing. I was my my former thing was professional fighter. I was like, I want to be a professional fighter, and I did kickboxing, MMA, and I did a whole bunch of stuff. I was in the gym um, eight times a week. Um, that was before I had so many animals. I just had two dogs at the time. Wow. And I was that time I was studying for for the dog trainer's diploma, associate dog trainer's diploma. That's it. Okay, so this is Cole. Hi, Cole. And Hades is on my back. I know. So you okay. have some farm animals and you have some pets. So I just got to get this girl off my back. <laughs> Okay. Um, I can introduce you to one of my giant rabbits. She is a whole lot of rabbit. She is um, when when they're together. Ow! She's about the same size as Hades. <laughs> Sorry, Hades is hitting me in the face with his horns. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you have the patience of a saint, it's amazing. So Hades and the rabbit isn't aren't actually that big of a difference. So it's a huge, huge, huge rabbit. That's amazing. And just people get in touch with you and say we have animals that 
people no longer want or how do you find or how do the animals find you? This is a really good question. There's, um, I get, I, I've noticed a lot of people, they mention me on comments. So people that know that I exist. Um, if someone is looking for a home or help with a certain animal, then they, oh God, this goat. I just have to think of it as a shoulder massage and then it's like, oh, okay, it's nice. But otherwise it kind of hurts. Okay, so people comment um, saying, just comment saying that I can help them and, and contact me. And so I get a lot of private messages um, saying, can you help this animal? And I have this, I don't know, I'd even call it a disorder. If there's an animal that needs help, I'm, I'm like, I have to help it. And I will. I'll find a way. And I have people begging me to slow down a little bit, but I can't help it. I'll always say okay. I also get people drop off animals in front of my property and just leave. And that happens. Uh, like today you've seen, um, we didn't um, unbox the animal, which I will do as soon as we finish this. Um, but I've had a pigeon, a dove. I've had some birds um just sent to my house and bugs amphibians um stuff like that it seems like there should be government funding for the kind of work that you're doing you're but you're all private funded uh, it sounded like you were thinking about starting a non-profit is that right yes um I am, I, I don't know how to go about it at the moment. I'm having a conversation with somebody that did start a non-profit. Um, I have someone that's helping me do the papers at the moment, um, but I don't know if I should buy the hotel first and then start a non-profit so the hotel is under my name. Otherwise, um, if I buy it after I start the non-profit, then the the hotel and my place of residence is not going to be mine anymore. I won't have any rights to it. So I could get evicted if the they decide to shut down or like kick me out of the NPO. That's, I mean, that's a worry even now for you doing everything yourself is what, what happened if you got sick or you yeah. had to not be there? Is there a backup plan? Someone who could step in and help for a little At while? No, I'm looking um, for help. Um, I did, I went through a whole phase of looking for some live-in volunteers. When I have the hotel, I do want to, I was, ah, I was saying this before, but I got sidetracked. Um, with the hotel, I'm going to have some spare rooms, and I want a live-in vet, and I'm talking to veterinary um, university administrators about a program where I could get one vet each year um, straight out of university. Uh, I'll pay them a full salary, but they have free free boarding, free free utilities, but they just have to buy their own food, and they'll have... Um, experience with all animals across the board from reptiles to avian avian farm animals dogs cats so they can basically go on and work anywhere and also see this side of the the animal business too and not just like the pretty pet shop side um 
and the other rooms I want to keep for like a groundskeeper, like the basic stuff, um, maybe someone to help with social media, and the last couple of rooms for volunteers or um, victims of domestic violence, um, sorry, or homeless people that I would give shelter or refuge to um, in exchange for help around the sanctuary, just cleaning, cleaning different um, enclosures and stuff. So your your empathy goes not just for animals, but also for people in need. That's amazing, Mina. Thank you. Uh, can we see another room with different animals? Yes. Let's go. Okay. I told you just before we went live that um, I might not show you this room, but I will just not the floor because there's fish food all over the floor. Uh, Elizabeth on YouTube has a great question. Uh, with so many different species, how yeah. to find proper vets? How about the costs? Must be enormous. I think you mentioned this before that you do have a few great vets that you uh, collaborate with. Yeah. Um, but one other issue you mentioned in another interview, maybe with NHK, was about you don't have a car. So getting yeah, exactly. from the vet must be very difficult, right? Yeah. Um, I have a guy that lives close by that can come. He's, he's a really good guy. And he will take the day off if it's an emergency from his job. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'll be back. Promise I'll be back. Oh, there um, you are. <laughs> I love the dharma, oh. the wooden decoration at the top of the beam behind you. That's beautiful. This. Yeah. Is that owl. an owl next to an yeah. owl? That's his place up there. This is oh, gorgeous. Oh. He just um, stares down at the room all day. So this is the Tegu room. He has the whole room, and then this is the enclosure where the lights and the heats are and everything. But I keep the room open. He's got a, a bath in the corner there. Sorry, the, the thing is mirrored. My my view screen is mirrored, so I'm pointing like this. Yeah, it's difficult to know which direction, right? And, oh, I'm not doing good at this today. Here he is. He's not in a good mood because I didn't feed him yet. This is one of my boys. Gorgeous. What a big lizard. Yeah. So they need to be in warmer room, right? Yeah, so this room is temperature controlled. It's at the right temperature for them. I've got another one who's, um, he wants to go under the thing right now. There's another one right here near the food, the heat source. He wants to stay warm, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him be there. Yeah. 
um, do you have high high energy costs because of heating or cooling different rooms? Oh, yeah, I don't even look at the um, the electricity bill. I I don't know how much it is. I couldn't tell you, um, but it's very high. But you have enough funding to cover that? Um, with extra work. So if anyone is watching this and they want like a, a slightly chaotic uh, workout schedule, then you should message me because because I can make workouts fun. Oh, Tiffany, Tiffany has a great comment from Facebook, Tiffany mm -hmm. Rossdale. Uh, she said she's known you for many years and really yes. appreciates your incredible work. Oh, Tiffany, I love this lady so much. She's such an inspirational lady. Um, oh, I do love her. Tiffany, I'm going to message you after this. Um, yeah, it's so nice to hear from her. That's wonderful. It'd be great. Maybe Tiffany could do a women's retreat and you could do training and introduce some of your animals or something, some kind of collaboration. Oh, nice. I'd love that. Yeah. Um, every year I get crows, baby crows, and I rehabilitate them and re-release re them. And these are two crows that couldn't be released because they can't fly. So we built them a, a large aviary. Nice. There we go. <laughs> Why is my head not on straight? <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, we can see them. Uh, Space Gun said, do you ha do Zoom presentations with your animals? I do. And thank you for bringing that up because I do, at the moment, I'm trying to get more into education and trying to teach the next generation what makes for a good pet and, and about exotics and the whole trade and how we shouldn't be having all of these animals accessible for us just to have as a, they make crap companions, excuse my language. And um, I teach um, classes at international schools to kids about these kind of topics at the moment. That's great. It's great to have education as a part of what you do because it's such an important part of creating a better condition for the future, right? Yeah. Um, that's one thing. I mean, there are so, a lot of adults now, but people who are reptile keepers, it's hard to tell them that you shouldn't have this as a pet. It's not a good pet. And it's just an argument that will go on and on. But if you teach the children that it, it's not a good idea and this is why, they're more susceptible to listen and the future will change for the animals. Nice. Um, now tell us about Kevin Bacon. Can we see your piggy, Kevin Bacon? Kev. <laughs> he was from a, a mom from a mini pig cafe. Is that right? Um, no, a mini pig breeder. Actually, okay. in here at the moment. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> he's big. Yeah, he's huge. He's really, really big. Um, there's no such thing as a mini pig. If you look it up, it will tell you that there's no such thing as a miniature pig. Um, the breed is not any kind of breed. It's a pot-bellied pig, and they do grow big. And the mini pig farms, um, excuse me, sorry. 
Hello, doggy. Who's this? This is Leo. Hi, Leo. Um, so these mini pig um, breeders. The mum of this pig was pregnant and sick, and they didn't know that she if she would um, deliver the babies or not. So they asked some volunteers to to if the babies do get born I can't English today if the babies are born but the mum dies then they're going to need someone to give the babies milk so I, I stepped up and I said I'd, I'd, I'd like to do that and um, the, the breeder told me to feed him uh, seven pieces of dog dog kibble a day uh, that's it for his life like even when he's an adult just seven pieces of dog kibble and that's basically to keep him malnourished so that so it stunts his growth so that they don't get a big pig and then I read about how much a pig should eat and so I did what was right for Kevin and then they didn't want him back because they are famous for breeding small pigs and they didn't want anything to do with Kevin because he was big. Wow. How do you manage that uh, line between taking care of animals and what the animals eat? Um, because you, you have rescued some chickens, for example, but some of your animals eat chicken. Is it, isn't it? It's a weird dichotomy. How do yeah. you balance that in your mind? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. There's... Stop it. <laughs> oh, they want to cuddle. No, they want to they play with each other on me all the time. Um, I, the chickens that I feed to animals, like the Savannah Monitor, the Tegus, they eat chicken. I buy the chicken meat. I can't. Um, I can't kill any of the chickens that I've rescued. I. I don't know. Um, really I had too many line, roosters. Yeah. I had too many roosters before, but I couldn't bring myself to 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 break its neck and feed it to the tegus and save money and like better the lives of the flock. So I found homes for the roosters instead yeah it's really difficult right to know where that balance is you love the animals yeah. so much yeah if it's um i mean i've had mice before and rats and um and i have to buy frozen mice for the snakes and the owls and frozen chicks for the owls is yeah it's a bit it's a bit hard at first it was really really hard <laughs> it's it's really complicated right because you're taking care of and trying to give a good quality of life to some animals but then some of the other animals are actually eating those animals yeah um, but you're buying that from a different place it's pretty wild when a reptile shop closed down like midway through the pandemic i know we're still in the middle of it um but about a year ago just over a year ago um 
they gave me a bunch of feeder mice, like live mice, and just a big box of about 30 mice with a bunch of snakes. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't feed them. I had to separate the boys and the girls and then give them really nice homes with play areas and things to climb and and a big variety of food and enrichment and stuff and I played with them and they became 30 pets instead. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. But you have to do what works for you as well as mentally, emotionally, right? Yeah. Um, I do have problems with like mental issues and emotional issues. So every day it's it's a battle, but but it's it's yeah, yeah I'm working through it, I think. I'm doing quite well. Good. Uh, you told us about your future idea for the hotel, mm -hmm. uh, maybe starting a nonprofit, uh, getting getting more funding. Hopefully, people watching will reach out and fund your Patreon page. Um, is there other other ways to fund or support your work? Sign up for one of your classes for a workout, maybe. Yes, you can. You can message me. I'm usually on Facebook, so if you can follow my Facebook page, um, I think it's. Do you know what my Facebook page is? Yeah, called? I just shared your Facebook page above. So that's <laughs> okay. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Uh, <laughs> um, so you can send a message to my Facebook page. I can do um, personal training sessions, um, and uh, there's pay PayPal that I have um, for one-time donations. I am always looking for bed sheets, uh, not bed sheets. Um, like blankets and stuff, like bedding, that I really need a lot of bedding. Um, and even surprising stuff like shredded paper. I'm looking for shredded paper, donations of shredded paper. So if anyone works in an office and they have a lot of shredded paper, that makes the perfect bedding for uh, the degus, or, or the chinchillas and, and stuff like that. So there's if you just message me, I can I can – tell you yeah that's right because there there might be things that that people can access even in addition to or besides money um that you really need right how about yeah. um i know that susan had like a online shopping list on amazon where people oh yes i also food. have a wish list okay um and that's all animal supplies i have two different wish lists i have an Amazon wish list for the rescues only, and it's everything is just for animals, and it's stuff that I buy multiple of every month. So, I mean, some some people look at it and they say, "Oh, it seems like it's recently been purchased." I'm like, "Don't worry about it, because one big bag of dog food it lasts it lasts nine days here. So, if I have five bags that month, it's cool because it will last like two months or so." Um, how, how much does it cost you to keep all the animals fed and cleaned? Um, just for purchases like um, food and and uh, uh, supplies is usually about three hundred thousand yen. Does that include medicines and vet no. visits? No. Wow, it's a big endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> do you have enough people supporting you emotionally as well as financially Mina 
Emotionally, I think so. I'm not a very um, uh, easy person to to get really close to. So I have a couple of very important people to me, but then other than that, not really. Um, I don't. I, uh, I'd rather sit down in the fields with a parrot and a goat and read a book and just deflate is that the word yep exhale there and that and then sense. come back yeah uh, we have a, a good question tiffany has asked about grief so if you lose an animal or if an animal uh goes to another family even if you're happy to pass on an animal to a good family how do you handle the loss after you get so close to your animals <laughs> I'm already crying before I manage to. Um, a lot of people, when they they come here to pick up animals, they feel bad about taking them because I I try not to cry. I really try not to cry, but I can't help it. Um, I do cry, even if it's somewhere that I know that they're going to be taken care of because I'm going to miss that animal a lot. Um Someone, a guy called Howard took a guinea pig, a male guinea pig. Um, he was asking, sh should I leave him here? Because I could, couldn't stop crying. Everyone always asks, are you sure? But yes, I'm sure. Um, with animals passing, it is a whole process. Two animals passed last month one of my beloved cats and a giant rabbit and I have to go through this process after they die um, I take them to bed and I will hold them physically in my hands in my in my arms until I'm emotionally ready to let go of them and then I'll make a I'll bury them with flowers or something nice that they like in the garden and have a small funeral but last month, one died the very next day after the next one died. So I didn't have time to process that. And it can be really, really hard and stressful and sad. Um, but at the same time, there are 80 plus other animals to take care of. And I have to do that every single day, no matter how sad I'm feeling, if I'm feeling sick or if I've got really bad menstrual cramps or if I'm, I've got coronavirus or just got jabbed and, like, it doesn't matter how I'm feeling. I have to do this every day. So that's what gets me through it, just the necessity of it all. And I'm now I'm, like, dripping snot. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's amazing, Mina. It's so powerful. This one time I had to break up a pit bull fight and my hand was swollen. I, I ended up in the ER. There's a couple of times I had to stitch myself up at home because I didn't want to go to the hospital. And um, I couldn't use my hand for a couple of days, but I still had to do everything anyway. Um, it, there are really, really tough days. And I, I just go into this, I don't know this zombie mode where I just go through the motions and I have to block out everything like, like a robot. I'm just doing it. I have to do it. 
and I have a list of all the chores that I have to do every day and I just tick it off, tick it off, tick it off, go to sleep. Next day I wake up, I feel a little bit better. I tick it off, tick it off, tick it off, go to sleep. And then I wake up, I feel a little bit better. And it's just that kind of cycle. That's amazing. Um, splitting up a pit bull fight sounds really dangerous. Um, what are some other really dangerous parts of your job? You're taking care of snakes. Uh, some dogs, if they get aggressive, can be dangerous. Um, some of the other animals, you're about to open a box of tarantulas. How do you protect yourself? Do you have some protective gear? No. Um, I don't know. I've got, I don't know if you can see it. There's scars all down my arms um, from just from every day uh i don't really notice it anymore i'll take a shower and see blood and be like oh i wonder when that happened um yeah it doesn't really bother me i've been i was a fighter before so i'm used to getting hit and knocked about and stuff and um it's fine are there are there any of the animals that are your most support animals that really love and support you Ella, my pit bull. She's the one that got me started on this ho the whole journey. Like, um, I saw a post um, from a friend of mine that a mutual friend of ours had a litter of pit bulls um, right before he was leaving the country. And so I, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go just to see. And then I came home the next day with e Ella and, um, and, everyone in England was like, oh, my God, you've got a pit bull. It's going to turn on you, and you're going to get attacked one day. And so I started um, learning about dog training, and then I got into really into dog training. And then and then it went from there. And she's the sweetest dog. She knows when I'm sad. She knows exactly what I need, if I need space or if I need cuddles. I don't think – I haven't – really spent a night without her or a day without her since I got her 10 years ago. Um, she's good with any animal. I can leave her unattended. She's unattended in a room with um, birds and parrots flying about and ducks, and I'm not at all concerned. Um, she's okay with Kevin. She's okay with any other animal, like rodents, birds, snakes. I can put her in, I, I wouldn't put her in a room with a snake, so I don't like to leave snakes. Um, unattended because they can they're escape artists but I would be okay with her doing that so she's the one she's my one nice um space guns is asking can you share an experience of meeting an animal that everybody was worried about being too aggressive but through training you were able to uh help them come like become more uh calm or sociable that would be Archie, actually. Um, I'll, I can try and find a video. Um, when I met Pit, the pit bull Archie, he, um, he was so super aggressive, really loud. Um, no one could get him to do anything. He'd pull on the leash. He'd, they couldn't walk him at all. Um, so he wasn't being walked or anything and I put him on a leash and I took him down the road and there were some people taking videos of me um, from the organization and I got him to stop pulling and to sit within like five minutes of meeting him 
um, without, of course, you don't push his butt down. I, I managed to positive training. That's a positive reinforcement training. That's what I do. So I got him to sit within like five minutes, and and that's when they gave him to me to like take home to train properly, and. Uh, that one was the one that everyone thought, oh, no, nah, he's not going to have a good life. Um, and he will be a pain in the butt. Oh, also my dog Otis. Otis was another one. Um, I was told by a few people that I should uh, uh, get him euthanized. And, well, I broke up with that boyfriend that told me that. Um but he was one of the best dogs that I've ever met, and my mom loved him. My mom loved him. Oh, my love. Oh. Sorry, cats come out of nowhere. <laughs> so, uh, so, oh gosh. So, I'm in. <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, I'm in this room again. Oh, dear. <laughs> cats, the cat goat room. Uh, well, that is our hour, Mina. We're going to have to leave it there this time, but I would love to catch up with you again, maybe later in the year. Yeah, that would be great. Check in on you, see how you're doing, uh, see if you've got any new animal stories for us. Thank you so much be. for sharing. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. And we are all cheering for you, and we'll try to get some support your way. I'll Thank put all the so links much. below. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much. Good luck with your day. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. I show my tears to you, I'm stronger I drop the R